Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier We'll grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at qu- uh, questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Force Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforce network, our Twitter, at tforce network, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinity force podcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforce podcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pong Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try enforcing some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. We Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. Boys are second to none, but that's the end of the intro, it's time we've begun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 778 of the Trinity Force podcast. As always, I'm your host, N.A. Eric, and tonight we have a couple of returning podcasters, the normal crew, and we also have a new voice 
we have Fenrir on the, the pink background that I'm referring to, the third one down. Bomo's joining us and John. So it's great to have us all here. And before we get into learning who this new person is, um, we're just talking about today we got uh, intro, plus we have question of the week, and which is a pretty cool one, I'd say. Um, it was a great idea from Bomo there. And then um, a joke of a patch of patch 12.16. So um, before we get into all of that, Let's hear from this new person. Fenrir, how are you doing? Thanks for coming on. All right. How are you guys doing? Good. We're all good. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll hear about you know how BOMO and John's weeks are going in a minute or so. Like, fine, we hear from them every week. It's fine. We can give you a little more time in the sunlight here. But, um, you know, how would you, uh, I guess, how would you come along to, like, the Trinity Force community and stuff because we've been looking to add a couple of new hosts and we've added you and there's a couple of other people that have reached out to me as well but um yeah so how'd you come upon the the community first off uh so like i, I listen to podcasts all day long i i get quite tired of listening to music 12 hours a day and so uh i mean i, I originally started just listening to like sports podcasts but then i found uh like the dive and euphoria and so I just started keep looking, keep looking, and uh, eventually I found Trinity Force. And ever since I've listened to everything there is every single week, and I'm really happy to be a part of the community now. Yeah, yeah. So far, I mean, you've been in community nights and been around for a while, and you're a great, great member of the community and stuff. And so we're happy to add you to the crew. Um, so. I mean, you said you were, you know, into sports and stuff like that, but for, how'd you come upon league and when did you start playing? How long you've been playing? That sort of stuff. So I started in like the back end of season one, if that's what you want to call it. Um, at the time, my uncle, he actually showed me the game. And uh, so I started playing and I, I mean, I just got addicted just like everybody else. <laughs> Yeah, you've been hooked ever since. Yikes. Oh, yeah. That I mean, I've I've been in since season one too. I've been it's got its claws in me so deep I couldn't get out if I tried. I'm sure. Um, yeah. Okay. So like, since you've been playing for so long, I was gonna ask what you, I mean. What's your main now? But wh I'm sure you've gone through several iterations of what your main champion and roles are throughout the years. So uh, give us the TLDR of your league history, if you will. First started playing, it was uh, Kale. It was pretty much only champion I played. I really loved playing that champion. Uh, I mean, I took her everywhere because, you know, when you first start playing, you have no idea what you're doing. But uh, then I kind of got entrenched in support when I really started wanting to play the game, you know, just being a ward bot. And then Thresher was released and it just all went downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> so what about Thresh speaks to you so much? Uh, his ability to just play two ways as a support is, I don't think there's another support in the game that can do it. Uh, he can play aggressive, or he can play passively to protect his team. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, he's like, definitely a huge threat. Like, when you're playing against a, a really good Thresh, it's so scary. Yeah, his, I mean, his hook, you don't even have to land it. The, I mean, just throwing it out there is a lot of, like, Blitzcrank, but maybe not as impactful depending on the situation, but yeah. the cooldown is much shorter, so it's it's a little more insane, especially if you land it. I really like playing like with a um, a good Thresh support when I'm playing Rengar because I can like if I'm in the one of the bushes in mid like the side bushes mm -hmm. the long ones I can jump from that bush and he can throw me a lantern and I can jump back to the bush and then re jump back to him if I want or just like 
if it was bad, I can just, you know, chill and back off. It's super nice to have that because I can go in and then have an easy escape also and then have someone to, like, peel for you. Super nice. That's where uh, Thresh is pretty underutilized. This is ability to just, like, sit in the back line and not necessarily be the primary engager and just keep everybody from touching your carries. Oh, yeah. Let them get their damage off. Yeah, he's... A good thresh is so fucking scary. I don't find. Yeah. I, I will say, like you compare to Blitzcrank. I don't find with Blitz a lot of it is. I'm not. Oh, you think I'm going to throw my hook? I'm just going to walk around and hold on to it. And that constant, the fear, like the presence of having it. I don't feel that as much with thresh. But then again, maybe that's because I haven't played against or with some really good threshes in quite some time. Because I don't see thresh hardly ever in my games anymore since he's not in a great place. But um, yeah, I don't. He's he's very much uh, his hook. I think is a, a lot better though, because you have mm. it. It doesn't like always pull the character in. You can use it as that disengage tool and throw it, and then like fucking walk away from him. Yeah, well, it's almost like uh oh, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just gonna say like a really underutilized uh, like not necessarily trick, but like part of his kit is you don't always have to go in to complete the rest of your kit. Uh, the drag back is usually enough that if you take a step forward and just flay you can just flay them into your ultimate. You don't have to always fully engage with your hook. Yeah. Um, this pro I probably should know this, but when he has his Q on someone, he can't auto during that time, right? It's no. like disabled? No, okay. he can't auto attack. That's what I thought. You can, I just didn't know. There's just like it, a brief was... moment where you can walk forward. Gotcha. I just didn't know if I was always playing it wrong or if uh, or if you actually couldn't auto. Okay, good. I'm glad I wasn't doing something wrong. Cool. Um, <laughs> but um, cool. So yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, sweet. Um, Bomo, we haven't seen we haven't heard from you in a while. It's been a little bit. You've been uh, taking the summer off and stuff, but we're glad you're back. And how you been? I've been pretty good. Yeah. So traveling a lot for work and just like personal stuff. So I didn't really have a lot of time. Um, <clears throat> also, I think when I left. I was kind of unhappy with how I was playing League, and I took a little break from that as well. But I'm back now. I also got back into Plat, but instead of just being a Diana one trick, I have like four champions now. That Whoa! I play, so pretty, pretty good. Getting back up to Plat, it was definitely eye-opening. Cause last season, uh, that was my first season. I actually try harder to climb ranked since like season four or something like that, and I got to Plat with like a 68% win rate on Diana. Um, and I started the season just like, oh, I'll be plat in no time, and then we can climb up the diamond. But it did not work like that. So uh, struggled through a lot of things, learned a lot, too, along the way that I didn't really know about either. So I feel like even though I am still plat four as last year, I feel like I am a lot better of a player compared to last year. And so, yeah, joined another competitive team um, and now playing competitive, well, quote-unquote competitively with a, an amateur league and so yeah having a good time right now and are you is there anyone else that we know uh anyone in the t-force community that that's on that team or no not on my team okay. but uh Kypecat, he's on another team that's part of the, the the organization i guess and so he has his own team but he did roll swap to mid so unfortunately we're in the we're in a different group so i can't play against him but I said we'll meet him in the finals, so we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, that'd be sweet. I would love to stream that on uh, on T Force here and cast it, even though I'm sure they have their own thing going on. But that would that would be sweet to watch. 
-hmm. So you better get there. And Kybe, I know that you're watching. You better get it there as well. That'd be so cool. Um, sweet. Well, yeah, I'm glad you had that mental refresh. We all need to take those from time to time. I know when I took a few months off uh, last year, it was so nice to just be away from it. But yeah. Um, John, how are you doing? That's a very sparkly background you've got there. <laughs> Yeah, I just figured out you could do that, so I was just messing with them. I've been great. Um, I've had really good dinner. Um, What'd you eat? I, I actually made a like a homemade like poke bowl. Okay. Had some tuna, and I just sliced it up. Had a uh, like edamame, uh, egg, carrots, cucumber, avocado, just a bunch of stuff in there. That sounds really good. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, work's been pretty much the same. Then just been working out. Nice. Played a few games um, earlier today. I mean, games have been going good. I've been playing <clears throat> I've been playing on a different account where I've just been playing, uh, like, just solo. And I'll usually play, like, ADC or jungle. Then queuing up, like, ADC jungle, and when I get jungle, I'll just play Rengar. Um, yeah, I mean, that's been fun, but, um, I'm having a good bit of success on that account. What, what, uh, what ELO is that account in, roughly? Uh, I've got that, yeah, I think it's gold four, gold three. Okay. Yeah, so I want to get it, maybe, I don't know, just see, play, really just playing to improve, which has been nice. Um, and just, I've been doing salt two still, which has been good. I think it's helped me a good bit. I feel like I'm improving still. Nice. So that's been, it's been good, and just uh, I don't know, keeping my, I guess, mental on improvement, and more so just the enjoying the journey, you know, and not uh, too much on the outcome of the individual games. Yeah. Because I mean, there's been a few games on that account that have just been like, I mean, kind of like dropping the bucket, kind of basically in the course of a season, but it's just like, like, come on, man. I got like two people AFKing, like when we're winning kind of deal. Yikes. Like, yeah. Like I'm talking like I'm Rengar and I'm five and O oh, and people are, and they're just AFKing because they're getting ganked. And I'm like, and this is like 10 minutes into the game. And I'm like, come on guys, we can win this. Like I usually don't type in chat. Like I usually just, Unless it's something positive, I'll just not say anything, typically. But, I mean, those had a few of those games that's been rough. Had a few games where we've had an AFK teammate, and then we've pulled it back and won. There's like, a, uh, there's like a title for that, I think, like a token you can get, like in the token challenges thing, you know? Where it's like, I think it's like, who needs them anyway, or something like that. But I'm like, plat on that account <laughs> with, that, uh, with that token, so I thought that was pretty funny. It is pretty cool. I've not. I've yet to get that. The only time I've been in a five v four was I was the five and we lost, which was that was something. Yeah, I played against. I actually had. I played a Rengar game right before we got on, or two games before we I got on and uh, played against the new Udir uh, as Rengar. And uh, how was I mean, it? I went. I mean, I got really ahead. Um, so I mean, it was fine. But, I mean, it ended up being a really tough game because our mid laner was kind of losing his mind a little bit. But, I mean, we brought it back, and it was – I mean, we ended up winning the game. But 
it was kind of, it was just crazy like i went just straight up the crit build and i went first strike and uh i mean i still like first strike on rengar honestly like i mean if you can get to the point where and this is with the crit build like where you're getting your items mid to late game like sure you don't even have to clear your camps because when you just jump from a bush and queue someone you get like 300 gold it's like it's just insane like i I think there was one point where at the end of the game where I just, like, I had IE, full crit, and <laughs> I jumped from a bush and got, like, 400 gold, and I got, like, 2k from burst strike that game. Like, it was insane. Damn, that's, like, uh... That's, that's like some item. Yeah, that's, like, that's, that's some Karthus first strike level of gold. Yeah, I was very surprised. I was, uh, I don't know, because I've been messing with different runes, too, so I'm still a, a first strike believer, honestly, with Ringar. Against the right team, of course. Yeah. If you're facing a full poke comp, probably not. Yeah, that yeah, it was a full poke comp though. Okay. Which was But it worked out. Nice. I, I mean no as far as this batch too, like a little small changes. I I mean, we'll get once we get into the patch I'll give my opinions about stuff, but Yes, yeah, save all that juicy stuff for when we get into yeah. it for sure. Here one last question, then we'll move on to question of the week. Here's the key thing with poke, and this is the this is gonna affect. Okay, brown rice or white rice? The one I made was white rice. Salad. No, that's that wasn't an option because it's the wrong option. <laughs> no, no. Unless you're going keto, in which case, okay, sure, that like that that makes sense, of course. But it should always be half salad, half white rice. What if I'm trying to bulk, Bomo? <laughs> you get more fish. <laughs> What if I want uh, too many carbs in my system? What if that carb coma feels good for me? Then you don't, then you don't eat poke. That's you fair. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Today, across all, like my my uh, everything I've eaten, I think I've had like ten pieces of bread. So I'm probably gonna feel that later. And it was it was like thick marble rye that I got from the grocery store. It was great. Good. Yeah, it was really good. I love rye bread. Yeah. But, all right, so um, let's get into this uh, question of the week. So the previous one um, that we asked was, if you could add any item into the game, what would you add? Include price point, cooldown if it's an active, etc. So um, there was a good... Some people put in some really long details, so I'm going to try and summarize these the best I can. Well, so And there were some jokes as well. Jigglyduff said the blue shell from Mario Kart, which I love, <laughs> and it just kills the person with the most gold and everyone around them. Um uh bomo said uh well for yours you said it was risk it for the biscuit three point to summarize it for you? yeah I sure like give me the su- give me the summary sure so it's risk it for the biscuit it costs 3.5k but the catch is this item doesn't boost your stats it actually takes away stats so it's minus 50 80 minus 25 percent attack speed minus 50 ap and minus 150 hp per stack and there's no components you have to buy it straight out and the passive is Smite Light, so it's 120 seconds. Uh, but what it does is if anyone's in 150 range of you, you can automatically kill the opponent. And once you kill them, it adds a stack. And so, as I said, minus one, eight, 150 HP per stack. So you can keep using this on cooldown, but you lose a shit ton of HP. And each stack also adds 30 second cooldown to the item itself. So the active item increases as well. Okay. So, so it's kind of like a emergency button, but it's it's it takes away so many stats that it's kind of hard to judge. But 
if someone's if if one person's fed on the enemy team, you just buy this, and you can just instantly kill them for every team fight or objective, basically. Uh, so here. I think it's bad that my brain first went to thinking how this would interact with Pike because he has fixed HP. So would he mm -hmm. actually not be affected by that? 80. That might be it. Or maybe he just yeah. maybe he's That's coded to not gain additional health. I'm not quite sure how mm -hmm. his coding behind the scene works, but that could be yeah. one way to cheese that or something. But I could totally see this being used on like Cho'Gath. Because losing 150 mm -hmm. HP per stack, whatever. He doesn't care about that. He has 7,000 HP at the end of the game. Yeah, then they can still just ult someone too. Yeah, a hundred to zero true damage essentially, so you get to immediately just kill anyone within a hundred fifty range. Yeah, that's and crazy. So it's like an emergency button, but at the same time, you can't buy components for it. You just lose a shit ton of stats as soon as you buy it. This would be really good on Mordekaiser, I think, because then you you kill someone and then immediately ult someone else. There's two, then it's a five v, it's a four v three, then immediately. And then you get some of their stats, too, for a little bit, too, right? Mm -hmm. um, well, if you kill the one you ult, I'm saying, like, yeah, you could ult and then kill that person inside, but I'm saying kill someone else and then ult one person. So you've taken yeah. two people out two of the people, fight immediately. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. You may or may not kill that person in your ult, but um, if you do, then it's, yeah, then it's a 5v3, which is just absurd. What item would you build this at, though? So we, we talk about, like, first item, mm. second item, right? So would this be a first item type of build? Fifth item type of build? Fuck no, not a like first item. Definitely not first item. Yeah, I feel like it really depends. I think like, you're building it replacing boots, six item. Yeah, I can see that. Like, kill someone late game, really important for, like, a objective. Yeah, yeah like Elder Dragon spawning. Yeah. <laughs> so, if I change it to a 1500 cost point, is that worth being a first item? No. No. The only champion that I would say it's worth it for is Yumi. I was gonna say too. No ADC would build that like first item. No, mm -hmm. no. Uh, but what about Draven? Uh, you buy it, get cash in your stacks, sell <laughs> it. Just insta kill people with it. Is that too big brain? <laughs> if you can get like a just so many stacks, just insta kill someone. <laughs> yeah, but you have to be on top. I, I mean, like I I get it. <laughs> um, would would rapid fire cannon increase the range of this? Yeah, I'm sure. Or I don't know. Would, would it pump up? <laughs> I don't work at right, but I mean, you can make sure, it whatever you want, but exactly. <laughs> so me. Sure. Yeah. Yep. And how would this work with Neela? Like, would she get extra? I guess she only gets extra range on her autos. It's not everything, so never mind. But 150 is pretty low too. Like, mm -hmm. it's like right on top. Of yeah, that's really much. low range. That's two Teemos away, like, or three Teemos. Yeah. I think a Teemo is what 60, uh, 60 units or something. Might be 80. Yeah. I don't know. I think but, something like that. I think most exactly. most auto attacking champions are 125 range, so they are like that's the perspective. Okay, so yeah, it's you have to be you have to be able to like if you were playing this on set, you have to be in auto attack range. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay, well, um, I hope that game that item doesn't make it into the game. So there's that. Uh, we have one person wanting to bring back uh, Athene's Unholy Grail, but in a new fashion or so. I think that'd be sweet. Um, Frank put in a long thing here, but basically he wanted to add some AD versions of healing support items, AD healing items in general, AD hourglass. These are all options. They need to be less gold efficient, but you can still get them. Um only AP items make it so AD item champs have healing in their kit that can be played support, just can't. 
he's saying like he's a kindred main, so like champs like kindred would make fun supports if there were AD healing items. So like an AD version of Moonstone is what he's talking about here, I think. Which I'm fine with that. That sounds totally cool. Um, that's yeah, or like AD poke. Like imagine you could build that on Senna or something. Um, then again, it doesn't give that much AP. So even if you were to get that on Kindred, it wouldn't be that horrible. Though I don't know if I'd recommend Kindred in support role. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think of AD Moonstone or things like that? Fenrir, what do you think, man? Um, I don't know how well AD Moonstone would work because whenever I think of a support, I mean, especially AD supports, you're not like next to your team when you're using it. Like you're engaging on the team. So most of the time you're not within the range to even use Moonstone. So unless it okay. was unless it was like balanced like Zeke's, like uh you had to put it on somebody and that range was infinite, then I could see it working, but Is Zeke's range infinite? No, no, no. But oh. like tethering like that. But the range would have oh. to be super, super like insanely long for it to be worth like, building. Yeah. Like Anathema's chains or whatever. Yeah. Isn't that global? Yeah. That is. is global, yep. Yeah. But for the reduced tenacity, that person has to be near you. Mm-hmm. I think it's like three hundred right. I think it's like three hundred units away or something. Yeah, it's a good bit. Uh let me I mean, look. Yeah, like if you're like around fighting them, then yeah, you're gonna get it. Anathema's chains, uh it's 700 units. Okay, so like a Caitlyn Auto. That's, that's a actually lot. a lot closer. That's a lot further than I thought it would have been. Yikes. Yeah, that's a good bit. I think that, I think Such that a good would item have to be too. the range for an AD Moonstone item. I don't even know what the range for Moonstone is right now. Like what? Like something you put on like Pike? Yeah, Pike. Or I could see it being like maybe a Thresh thing because he gets AP already. Yeah. Um... I don't see... It just says nearby on the wiki for Moonstone, so I don't know how far that reaches. But, uh, yeah, so not 100% sure on Moonstone. But it's not that far. I'm imagining, like, Seraphine W, heal shield range. Oh my gosh. On Moonstone. That sounds about right, actually, yeah. Yep. Um, then we have uh, Axe J said, any item that would stack Grievous Wounds, start with 5% in each stack, grants an extra 10% up to 85 at full stacks. Healing in long fights seems too OP sometimes. That is a really cool idea, having stacking Grievous Wounds that I've never thought about. Yeah, I like that too. That's... I think it's just ridiculous that Grievous Wounds items don't stack in general. Yeah. So well, I'm, at least... I mean, honestly, what's the point of buying more than one on a team? And it's, uh, yeah, especially with, with the amount they've lowered it, like, I feel like that that is, like, a decently balanced way of doing it, too, because it's, like, the longer it draws out, the less healing they're getting. So there's, like, I mean, I feel like that's somewhat balanced. At least feels a little better. It also kind of fits the thematic, if you think about it, like a Grievous Wound, like, you're just constantly bleeding out, and eventually you're just going to bleed out more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. I like that, yeah. The only thing would be, I think it would have to be individual attacks or abilities, because otherwise Leandri's demonic or brand passive would get it all the way up immediately, essentially, and that would be too strong, because then everyone starts to build Leandri's again. Um, 
they need to make it that way. But yeah, I totally like that idea. Uh, I could see Belveth loving that as well because all of her yeah. things are separate autos. So that's oh god, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if there was like something like this that had like ability haste and damage, like I feel like that would be really good for Rengar too. You could stack that super fast with Rengar. Yeah. And then the Bard has, uh, this person called the Bard, has three items here. So Blink Dagger, um, which I believe is in Dota. It's uh, the same range as Flash, 2,000 gold, 20 ability haste, and a two-minute fixed cooldown, meaning it can't be lowered. Um, I'll just read through all three of these, then we can chat about these. Then Refresher Orb, 3,500 gold. It gives HP, armor, and MR. Uh, the active is a three-minute cooldown. It resets all of your cooldowns. Oh, yikes. Except for this <laughs> item. Um, bag of holding, 4,000 gold. Lets you put two items in the bag, so it gives you seven item slots instead of six. Um, that sounds cool, but one of those items would be the bag. Unless, it ju unless the bag doesn't count towards that. I don't know. Um... So the bag would like act as like another inventory space. It would open up two inventory spaces. Is that what it is? You, like, it seems. I think these are all from Dota. Probably. Yeah, so I, I but, basically yeah. it lets you make one slot two slots. Mm hmm. I'll probably do like a like a, a diagonal line across it or something, and then you can put two items in it or something. Yeah, the summoner rift Gucci, or, Gucci bag. How would you deal with? Or actives? you could just extend the UI. Four thousand gold. That is a hefty price. Yeah. You're only going to be using Just that though, like yeah, yeah, late I mean, late late true. game. But imagine then you're going to need to be so rich because four thousand gold plus the cost of the item. Then that's going to be. be like, mm -hmm. I'm Jinx and I have four items and I just got a pentakill. Yep, and I have seven thousand gold to spare. Okay, <laughs> yeah. let me buy an extra IE and a yeah, bag of holding or some shit. <laughs> yeah, let me buy a bloodthirster and a summoner's rift bag of holding. Oh my Sounds god! Like a Nexus Bliss item. That does. That would be really cool if yeah, you, if people cool. ever got to full build in Nexus Blitz. But what was <sighs> the? Uh, is Nexus Blitz the game with the like two Nexuses that go to get like against mm -hmm. each other at the end? Yep. At, yeah, like nineteen minutes or something. Yeah. yeah at eight, at eighteen minutes, they get up and it's fight the each other. Yeah. Mode for sure. Two, two lanes in a jungle. Yeah. yeah, I love playing jungle in that mode. It's so fun. I, I I'm telling you, bring back three v three. I want twisted tree lines back. Yes, I want. That'd be fun too. I want magma chamber. Actually, if anyone knows what that is. Yeah. I know they had the one v one, but it was like in beta the entire time. It wasn't actually released, right? No, they they've never. Like they used it for used it one for of the like all stars. One v one and two v two. Yeah. Yeah. That one was sick too, but yeah, having a ladder for a one v one. Then there's no question you can't have these kids saying 1v1 me to see who's better you know it's actually there in the ladder system but true then whenever yeah. exactly then uh when people beat me at 1v1s then people actually know about it because i always claim that i've never lost a 1v1 so and there's no evidence to prove otherwise hmm. um nice. yep so some great answers there for sure um and we all talked about what we thought and Boma posted is, but Fenrir, I know, I don't know if I, I didn't tell you to prep or anything, but like, what would you add? Because we didn't ask you, because um, you weren't on that at that point. Like, what would you add if you could add an item? If I could add an item, let's see. Yeah. I really like the idea of, I, I know it's already in the game, it's Quicksilver Sash, but I want to get mm -hmm. rid of Silver Mirror Dawn and Skimtar. 
and add like two items that are kind of similar, but they only cost like 2k. So the price point isn't so extreme, but you still get a little bit of like dinky stats. Because you, I mean, you're not building the Skimtar or the Silver Mirror Dawn for the stats. You're building it for the QSS. So I don't see sure. a point of having items that are so expensive. Yeah, that'd be yeah. super nice for ADCs because it wouldn't feel so bad to build a Q QSS. Yeah, like just like you don't want to finish it. Other things have better stats. Yeah, I mean it's just like you spend the thirteen hundred on the QSS, and then I don't know, make it seven hundred gold worth of crit. I don't know, crit magic resist. You could make like four of them, you know, that fit a different subset for each one. I like that idea, diversifying that. Yeah, cool. Um, I definitely like stuff like I feel like there should be more stuff like that because that I think adds like more uh, like skill to it too since it's an active so like as an ADC like you get hit by something like insta cleansing something like that makes a big difference or it can make a big difference so anything like that would add more play like that to the game I think would be great. I yeah I totally agree there needs to be additional uh additional items that are like niche and stuff like that like adaptive helm is gone adaptive helm was a great item to for specific niche spots where you'd play against like a teemo or a cassiopeia or something and it was garbage for everything else cause it didn't make a difference but um yeah i don't know they're uh, having i've talked about this before but having more items just allows you to flex an additional layer of skill it's using your brain to think about itemization and stuff and um, the more items you bring in, maybe you'd actually start to get pros to think about their itemization because like all of us in solo queue and otherwise, like a lot of people build wrong all the time, including myself and pros also build wrong most of the time too. Like there's so many better things they could be building, but, um, crit items yeah. with an IE or two crit <laughs> items with an IE not having the 60%. Yeah. Yep. Deft. <laughs> yeah. I also did that in a in a normal game a couple days ago, and I, I built it. I was like, why the hell did I build IE? Because I was rich, and I built it. I was like, fuck, I shouldn't have built this item. I should have waited one more <laughs> item. <laughs> it felt so bad. I think I was playing Jin mid, and I had my Gale Force, and I built IE right afterwards. afterwards. Once I'd built it, I was like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? So, um, cool. So, great answer to that, and... Uh, for our next one, next question of the week here, we have what champs, uh, what champions do you want to see at Worlds? Um, I'll also add, or what champion combinations do you want to see? Because I think there's some really cool flexes or different combinations that we could see. And you know, when people think of combinations, they're like, oh, what bot lane duos like Lucian Nami or stuff, which I'm sure we're gonna see unless they get nerfed into the ground. But um, or Diana Yasuo, since Diana's getting some buffs, although it'll push her out of the jungle, but um, I don't know if anyone watched the, the T1 Dawan series, but in game five, or in that game, there was some sweet flexes. There was a Sejuani support with Neela down in bot lane, Azir top. top. There was, well, they picked Sejuani Camille as well to flex between top and, uh, top and support. And then there was Heimerdinger Senna. There was, uh, Yasuo Senna. There was, they picked the Yasuo in game five as well, and then swapped to the, the Heimerdinger. Like, there was so many flexes going on in that series. It was sweet. So I'd love to see more of that. Um, I don't know why people don't try more Senna combinations, because mm -hmm. if you can keep Senna at her, like, her soul pace, which I think it's at, like, uh, I heard LS talking about earlier today, it's like 100 souls every 20 minutes. That's like 10 CS per minute, the equivalency for her. If you can keep her up with that and get a mage farmed or something like that, it would be 
Yikes, there there's some scary combinations you can do with her. And you just don't mm -hmm. see them. So, yeah. I mean, th that's the stuff I'd like to see. What do you guys want to see? Man, that... Oh. I... Go ahead. Okay. No, you go. You go. You go. Oh. I, I kind of want more playmaking champions. So, for me, I think it's gotten to the point where everyone just plays a little safe and just kind of scales. Like, China definitely, for sure, fights a lot. And so I just want to see a little bit more outplay potential. So I want to see things more like more Yasuo, Yone. And I don't know if action's been played a lot, but I would be down to see more action games and competitive because I feel like he came out and then I didn't see really any professionals play him. And I feel like his passive is just so strong. I feel like in a competitive environment, being able to revive your team after getting a kill or something is just so broken. But... They just don't play them. What's I like? think I just want more of these outplaying champions, Akali and stuff like that. Yeah. Akali's picked a lot in L uh, LCK right now. I think the whole spring and summer when Akshan was released, though, whenever he was released, I think I only saw him. I can only think of one game that he was played in LCK. Like they just didn't. I think Rascal played him one game, but they he built wrong and it didn't work at all. Yeah, I just don't understand why they don't pick him. I feel like in a competitive environment where everything's coordinated, being able to pick a certain person who's gotten one or two kills to revive your teammates is so huge, but maybe the, the drawback of just being another 80 carry, but then you can play like a mage bot lane or something. I feel like there's so many draft uh, opportunities that open up if you have an ADC mid lane, similar to like Tristana and Lucian when they were mid last season and stuff like that. You could bring a lot more things into your comp. Yeah, Yeah. plus he's flashy, so I feel like that would just be fun to watch, too. Like, with his E, mm -hmm. you could do some insane stuff, and his ult. Yeah, his his grapple with his ult, like, all together, yeah. and you're able to get some cool-ass snipes off in, like, in the middle of the game. It looks super cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. John, what do you want to see? <laughs> I want to see Rengar and Graves. <laughs> but of course, you want to see Graves? Graves comes out Jeez. at every world. I mean, Please but not no jungle. Graves. Not Graves' jungle, though. Oh, uh, Hole Breaker Graves coming back. Oh, God, not top. No. Yeah, Graves top was just gross. That was. I feel like that was. I feel bad for the top laners that had to deal with that. I mean, if we want to see Graves ADC, I'm down for that. That sounds cool. But I mean, that's where he started, right? Or like where he was intended. Yeah, back in his First. older form. Yeah. Until they reworked his auto attacks. Yeah. Damn, he had the best auto attack animation as an AD carry, and then they just messed that all up with his shotgun blast. I'm so sad. I don't remember what it used to look like. I'll look it up. It was like a little like bullet thing that would shoot out of his gun, and so his his current auto attack is like his old Q essentially. Okay. Um, and so they they made huh. that his auto attack now instead of it being like a a single like pellet that you would shoot out of your gun, and there was like no reload and stuff like that. And I think his smoke screen was still the same, and his dash is still the same. They just mm -hmm. made his uh, original Q his new auto attack, essentially. Oh, it was a little yeah, different, and, too. And he used to stack up. I'm looking at the video right now, the old champion spotlight of his. But they, he used to stack up his true grid on his passive, I think, like his actual passive, not the passive of the E as well. So you just didn't, you just yeah. didn't have to do anything either? Yep. Exactly. I think it was a lot weaker, but yeah, you just had yeah, to do nothing. So it was just like nothing. time in combat, it went up or something uh, like that? Or? Yeah, he also had like, but I don't think he got full value from attack speed even back then. Gotcha. But yeah. So, Fenrir, what do you want to see at Worlds? 
Thresh, but uh, he'll be played. It's he comes around every year at Worlds. He's just he provides so much safety for eighty carries during the laning phase. And when these guys, I mean, I think he'll be played into like Lucian Nami and stuff. But uh, kind of like Bomo said, I I just want to see like really impactful champions played. I think the problem why we don't see it especially in LCS and LEC, is the BO1s just like completely deflate drafts because it's so impactful to win a game that people don't really want to experiment. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I haven't seen... I didn't see any of the the highlights from this. I think there was a series yesterday, but I watched a little bit earlier today of FlyQuest and uh, TSM were playing, and it was... They were, yeah, so basic drafts. There was Zeri, there was Sivir, there was Yumi in a couple of games, there was Lulu, and then Wukong and Vi and Sejuani, and uh, it was Gnar. Um, it was boring stuff yeah. to see. Who were they pairing with? Because uh, like, didn't they play Jin at Worlds some last year? Right. Um, Maybe? I don't... Because th- I think he Ghost was... got... Or uh, who was it? Not this most recent one, but the one before that what uh because the gin skin yeah that yeah. was Ghost two that was two years ago yeah okay, yeah okay yeah i mean it'd be cool to see gin too gin is pretty fun to see yeah yeah that was season 10 that that was so yep cool i would like to i already said what i'd like to see actually never mind i don't need to go on with, about that at all but yeah okay cool so um to the matter at hand, gentlemen. Patch 12.6, if we can even call it a patch. The whole patch is basically a micro patch. Um, Except for the Zeri so, uh Yes, the Zeri does hit hard, and I think Zoe also does a lot. Um, other than that, no, I don't think it does all that much. But this, these are, they, Riot said that this patch and the next couple of patches are all going to be uh, pro-focused mostly because Worlds is coming up and they're trying to get the balance for what they want of specific champions for Worlds. So um, the nerfs we have are all pro-focused and the buffs seem also pro-focused as well. So um, new Udir is out. Uh, I don't think he'll be enabled for Worlds. So my wonder is, is Udir completely disabled or are they going to make Udir, old Udir, allowed? And I have no idea about what that'll look like, but I'd be floored if, if new Udir is allowed in just because it's so close. Um, and they don't allow stuff like, like newer champions to be played all that much once they're released in August or so. So, um, did with Akshan, yeah. Yeah. And then I remember when Lilia was released, they allowed her, but Yone was released a week and a half later and he was disabled, which was so, so much bullshit. Um, Juggernaut Patch would like to have a word with you. Yeah. They changed that right before Worlds, and it's like, oh, here you guys go. New brand new ways to play these champions. Yeah. yeah. Go at it. Yep. So, um, well, uh, next week we'll be talking more about Udir because I have not played him. I've only seen him. Um, some of us have played against him or maybe played with him. I'm not sure. But he just came out, you know, like eight, ten hours ago last night. Yeah. yeah. So we haven't had a chance to to really play him yet so we don't want to comment don't there. build a mana mune with triforce on him why it's not good i figure <laughs> not okay please don't use the ultimate skin. and i feel like his, it's so bright yeah it's it so bright i feel like his clear is real shit too i went q and like e and w and i was couldn't even finish my blue buff starting from red buff it was bad i played <laughs> 
yeah, I've played with it and I've played against it. But when I played with it, it was with my buddy who's played a lot of Udyr, like the old Udyr. And uh, he's he's diamond, but he like I would agree like his clear doesn't seem very good. But he bought a dark seal, and it looks like the AP ratios on the the R and the the W are interesting. The Phoenix and I, yeah, the, the boar, yeah. AP Udyr with yeah. Phase Rush yeah. mid lane. I don't want to see how that does. But yeah. He ended up getting we'll a, see. a Mage Eyes and was like his R and was doing so much. I mean, it was insane. There's a Vanderil video where full AP Udyr with like 800 AP or so, which realistically you're never going to build in a game, yeah. but that burns over the duration of the empowered R was like two thirds of the opponent's max HP. It was like 60% or something. It was absurd, yeah. but... It's so yeah. funny that it follows them, too. Like, the empowered one. It just follows the, the people. Following is a strong word. It listily lay, it, it lazily lists towards them. Um, yeah, it's, I, I still think it's kind of funny, because, I mean, it slows them and goes towards them. So it does it slow crazy. them when it's in it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. Okay. Well... We'll be able to. Yeah, I'll learn all about that, so that I'll able to be uh, cognizant of it. And in Twitch chat, Elden Fox is saying that we should have uh, bring back Feral Flare as well. And speaking of Udyr, Feral Flare, um, yeah. that oh, was no. a terrible, terrible. Well, it was a very dark time for the game if you weren't an Udyr or Master Yi or Shivana <laughs> player. Well, yeah, I was one of them. I was one of those abusers. That's how I got into gold first. So I'm fine with it. But yeah, LP abuser. I used it on KO That's... a couple times. So I can't talk too much. Wasn't yeah. it with Master Yi? It was super good too. Master Yi, Warwick, Udir, Shivana were the big yeah. four. That's so funny. It was fucking stupid, but oh, it was so cool. Um, anyways, so we'll talk more about Udir next week, but. Uh, for this week we have so here's some changes um caitlin her passive ad ratios increased uh not early but late it's up by 10 percent based on level i don't know if this scales linearly or not they didn't give a level breakdown so i assume it's mm. linear um and then her r the damage on the ace in the hole is increased by zero to 25 percent based on current critical strike chance my initial thought here is that um the r change is not meaningful enough to make it meaningful. It's a placebo. Hey, Caitlyn still exists. It'll do a little bit more damage because you're building crit on her. It disincentivizes lethality builds, but um, I don't know. A lot of times when I'm playing Caitlyn or seeing people play Caitlyn, they could be saving it for an execute, but it doesn't do that much damage. So you're more just using it on cooldown to hit someone for four or 500 damage before a fight starts or to get them out of lane easier. Um, it's rare to see that thing actually kill someone, so I don't know. And the passive, I, mean, I don't think that that headshot really makes that much of a difference I mean, at all. Yeah, I don't. It's it's small, real small nudges, but I mean, I'll take it. I'm I want to play some Caitlyn. Like the only reason I don't play her is just because like I just feel like other stuff is slightly better to play. Like as an AD carry, like I don't know before it'd be like why play Caitlyn when I can just play Jin? Because if they play Caitlyn, it it's not going to be like Jin's pretty good against Caitlyn. 
Yeah, and all the stuff that... I mean, Caitlyn would be good in the meta right now with all the ADC, especially in pro, with all the ADCs being picked, yeah, with Zeri and Sivir. Uh, Sivir less, but Zeri for sure. Draven, uh, Callista, she would stomp all of them because she yeah. destroys early lane. So I don't know why she's not being picked up. I mean, yeah. she's not in the best state, but if you're picking it into an opportunistic spot, that totally mm -hmm. makes sense to pick it. So yeah. I think so. It's because yeah, of the durability be update is why she's not being played. Gotcha. I wonder what her win rates are right now. Also, I pulled up Udyr just to check it out. Do you guys want to see? Uh, we'll get back to Caitlin in a sec. Do you want to guess 50. what Udyr's win rate red is? Uh, no, so there's already Udyr. there's uh, he is he has an eighteen point seven percent picker right now. Udyr does. So he's been picked a lot. Thirty thousand matches already. Do you want to guess what his win rate is? Forty eight. Look, it's pretty bad. I think forty three. It's forty two point two three. My goodness. Gosh, that's rough. I mean. New champion, it's artificially low, but still. So, yeah. Um, anyways, back to, to Caitlyn. So her win rate, according to U.GG right now, is 50.22 um, with a, an 18% pick rate. Good God. I didn't realize she was picked that much. Popular, Jesus. Yeah. Um, and Diamond, as you go up, it's 50, 51, 51 or so. Challenger, almost 52. So she seems like she's in a fine spot. Um this is obviously a pro-related patch, so it's a pro buff. So we'll see if this actually translates into pros, but we won't see that until Worlds because all of the playoffs are currently ongoing. Maybe some of the minor regions will use it. I don't know what patches they normally play on, but LCS is already going on. LCK playoffs are almost over. LPL playoffs are like almost over as well. LECs are just starting, so maybe they're going to play on this patch, but I highly doubt it. I think they're on 12-15. So, yeah, I don't know. Um... Fenrir, what does it feel like leaning with uh, Caitlyn, and do you think like these changes really push her in a needed direction where you'd... like? Is she in a spot now where someone's hovering Caitlyn and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm playing with a Caitlyn? No, I don't like having Caitlyn. She's just so mobile. I mean, no, nothing against the champion. She just... I mean, why play Caitlyn when you can play Zeri? I mean, why, why play Caitlyn when you can play Jinx? Any of these other champions? Yeah. It just feels like every other AD carry in the game does what she does better. She can't Fair. create an advantage worthy enough in the early game to be worth picking. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think with yeah with Caitlyn, like if you're not winning lane, getting plates, like you're you're not getting max value out of that champion. No, and if you wanna, I'd argue if you're if that's what you're trying to do and really push that advantage and take down one to two turrets, you should play Ziggs ADC. Because you can do it better as long as you pair it with the right support and it's the oh, right Trish. matchup, of course. Tristana as well. Yeah. Tristana's on this patch and getting a yeah. buff as well. And that one I think is meaningful and we'll talk about that. But like any of these other ones that are turret monsters, like if you're good at Aphelios, play Aphelios instead of Caitlyn yeah, right now. I, would I mean, much it's, hard, it's hard to be good at Aphelios. He's fucking really hard to play well. But yeah, if you if you can do it well, then much better than Caitlyn. So Yeah. Um that was Caitlyn. Uh, next one. Bomo, why don't you take us through Diana? Man, I was so excited for the, the change. It's like, oh, we're going to move away from tank Diana and make it more AP focused. This does absolutely nothing for the game. So for her passive, they lowered the overall base damage of the passive um, from 20 to 250 down to 20 to 220. 
So at a at max rank, it does 30 less damage. Um, the AP ratio is still the same. And the E got a slight AP ratio buff. And that's your last max. And so it's... It, it's Tank Diana is still going to be really strong, so you should keep playing Tank Diana if you're a jungler. Yep, I agree. Totally agree. Wish Riot would just I, move her into the AP Bruiser role. Just just fully yeah, embrace like, it at this point. Yep. Nash your Sunfire, Demonic, and you're... Like, it's insane. Yeah, I, I even go that build from the mid lane, too. I go Phase Rush um, mid lane with uh, Nasher Rush, and then... I go Sunfire and Demonic, and I'm just unkillable as well. Yep. And so I can just walk up to them, auto, Q, auto, and then they can't outrun me because I phase rush. <laughs> yep. I I mean, I totally agree that this doesn't do... I mean, overall, this is actually... This is not... They say it's an adjustment. This is... I think you guys would agree. This is not an adjustment. This is a nerf. Yes, she has a nominal buff, but that E mm -hmm. is the last max, regardless of what build path you're going. You're never maxing E first or second. So it's... Right. No, it, it's... Uh, it's not a buff that means anything, and that yeah. passive will make a difference, but not early, and that she still clears through the jungle really fast early. But yeah. I don't know. Like I, I hate these characters such as Yone, Yasuo, Diana. Um, I don't know. Shivana's doing it somewhat. Oh, that's a bit different. But these characters that are building the attack speed, I've seen it on Vi. I've seen it on Jax. I've seen it on Set. Bork or Nasher's Tooth if you're AP or AD, and then straight into Sunfire and some tank. It's, uh, it's so toxic. I hate yeah, it so much. Great. As like, as a true tank player, as someone who plays characters that should build Sunfire, that the game is designed for you to build Sunfire, it makes me really, like, oh, you're abusing this item, and it's better on you than it is on me. As a like a Zack player or playing old Udyr or Poppy or some shit. Um, I don't know. I I fucking hate it. I really wish that they would, like, they could change all those champions, but the better way to do it is just to, in my mind, nerf the, well, change Sunfire a lot more so that... Demonic Embrace. Demonic isn't, I mean, I guess, but if you make Sunfire where, the ba where it has zero base damage and only scales with max health... Then what, are you going to go Diana, where you build Nasher's Tooth, tooth and literally all a whole, whole bunch of health? Not really. I don't think that would be that good. I mean, Boma, would you do that if it was zero, and it had a very it had a very good scaling on max health, but would you build that on Diana then? Would you go that route? Well, so I'm thinking, like, if you're, if you're looking at that AP Bruiser build, what, you would go Sunfire, Demonic, maybe Abyssal Mask? And then maybe Rylize? How much HP is that? Um, Max HP. That's like a Rylize good amount. Like, yeah, 300 or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's a good amount. So it, yeah. could, it could add up. And I think the Sunfire with the Abyssal Mask passive might be pretty good too. So I, I've actually wanted, been wanting to try Abyssal Mask out on the Tank Diana build because I feel like that'd be pretty strong. But the game ends before four items anyways, and you're not going to push it anywhere earlier because those three items on Dana are just so good right yeah, now. Yeah, they're core. Abyssal Mask gives four... Or not Abyssal Mask, sorry. Rylize gives 400 max health. Okay. And I'm looking so for it's, Abyssal it's Mask right now. Abyssal gives you sunfire. 450. So 850 total max health from two items. Yeah, from those on two. On top of Sunfire's... 
unique passive of legendary. And the health well. growth you're getting probably from, yeah. I'm sure you're taking overgrowth as well if you're going something like that. And, and base, you might take grasp or something. I don't know. But, um, uh, in, not, not in lane or jungle, I don't think. If you're wanting to really go full, top, full health, top. you could also go spirit visage, gives you 450, and then also, mm-hmm. uh, Oh, what's it called? Anathemas. People sleep on it, but it gives you 650 health. Yeah, it like it's a, a lot. it's such a good. People do not build this item as much as they should. Like when I play full health Nautilus, this is one of the like I'm going that like third item after Fillable Winter because it gives me so much extra health and damage on sun on uh, Sunfire. So it's almost my guaranteed third item every single engage support I play. Anathemas. Yeah. It, okay. it feels like yeah when you're like the enemy. And, like, you put that on them, it feels so bad for them, too. Like, I've been on the other side of that a few times. Like, you actually just don't do any damage to them. All Chovy's chains. You put it on the best player, and that's how you win. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. What do you guys think if they, like, locked out mythic items? So, like, once you built a mythic, say you build a tank mythic, it locks you out from building non-tank items. I don't like that idea because I understand, yes, that would solve this issue that we're talking about, but in a vacuum, yes. But overall, I don't like that just because then that even further limits the ability for someone to uh, itemize uh, corresponding to what's going on in the game. So then you're like, if that's the case, then you're telling me then Ezreal can't build Frozen Heart if it makes sense. You're saying that. um, I think Ezreal being able to build Frozen Heart is a problem. I, I, I don't know if I'd agree with that. Um, I like the idea of people being able to spec into different things, but it's this interaction with what's going on with these tank bruisers that is that's too problematic. There, I don't think I can't think of any other uh, areas where specking into different types of items are that problematic. Maybe Gwen when she's too overpowered, when she's building tank items, she's still also kind of. But it's these bruiser types. It's not or Vigor with war mugs. I'd say is also one that can be problematic, and you see that every time that they're in ARAM. But um, there's not a lot of times when people are specking outside of their item archetype, you know. And I think that it's it, it's pretty well set up. There just needs to be they need to change how Sunfire interacts with these characters. Um, but also then, like, imagine you're building, you're playing Pike, um, then you can't get, if you go uh, Duskblade or if you go Prowler's Claw, then you can only get Assassin items. And maybe that's what you want, but you also might want to get a Redemption or something. Um, I don't know, if you're playing then, like, Rakan, some people like to build Everfrost on Rakan, then you can only build Mage items. Like, I just, I, I like the intent of the idea, but I think it'll have too many downstream effects. That would be an issue. Just implement it like straight off. I think in order like to do that, you would have to add like a hundred items into the game. Sure. Okay. Not not just straight off. Like as the game sits, locking out champions from being able to build other stuff. It's more or less like, like you were talking about earlier, item diversity. They they preach it, they preach it, they preach it, but we really don't have item diversity. No, we don't. Yeah, not a ton. No. No. Yeah, I would say even. Um, then there would also be issues, though, like even for, if we had the current stuff, like they'd have to be, there'd be some weird stuff where, okay, maybe you just build your mythic last and then you're not locked out from any items. Unless, based on the items that you've built, are you only allowed to buy X, Y, and Z mythics? Like there'd be, there'd be issues for sure. But yeah, if they introduced a whole lot more items, I'd be a lot warmer to that idea. 
And I think everyone in the league community would be anyone who wants to use their brain and try and get micro edges. Totally. That's a great idea. So, yep. Um, anyways, that was Diana. <laughs> uh, Draven is the next one. Um, John, do you play any Draven at all? I do some. Yeah. Every, like I did for a while. I was learning him, but I mean, I don't know. In my opinion, like this is a really small nerf. Like this is five base damage on his Q. Like, like he's already just straight up overkilling people already anyway. So doesn't really do much. Like, I don't know. In my opinion, in the hands of the like right pilot, like there's like I think MF is like S tier right now. I think Ash is S tier as an ADC. I think. And then there's like all the S tier ch- Siver is S tier. And then there's like all the S tier champs. And there's just fucking Draven, right? On on the pedestal. Like, I think like among like one tricks, like he's got an absurd win rate. Like on a, a lot of games, too. Like, he feels super strong, too. Like, I mean, his Q hits. It hits so hard. If you get. If you play like a. Uh, either lethal tempo or the like I've done Halo Blades in the past. If you're if you have both axes spinning and you get the full Halo Blades proc off early game, like I mean it annihilates them. Like it's gonna almost kill them. It will almost kill them if you do that. Sure. In ADC I will, at least. I I will say I don't know much about how he feels in lane because I don't really play bot lane all that much. I will say so impressive. Hit, hit, his win rate has dropped considerably off of this. He was last patch, he was sitting at 51.3 and then 1214, 51.9. He's now mm-hmm. 49.8, even though his pick rate has decreased. So the people who were just like, hey, Draven's the flavor of the month, are yeah. less of them are now playing it, and the yeah, win rate still so, went yeah. down. Yeah, I hope so. I haven't seen it as much for sure, like when I played today, thankfully. His ban rate went up, though, so far. That's funny. His but ban yeah, rate is thirty six percent. So I guess when I'm thinking about it, like I guess, like I like I played against Udraven one trick when I was playing on my main. I played, uh, I think I was playing like MF. MF feels pretty like great right now too to me, like in my opinion. But uh, I mean, gosh, like when you're playing against, he only played Draven. Actually, only played Draven, and then. I mean, early lane felt impossible. It felt impossible, and he was getting, like, 9 CS per minute, and it was just, like... But, I mean, we ended up winning the game, but it was only after, like... I mean, I had to get some big ults off as misfortune to, like... Because he was so ahead. Like, he would auto me, like, three times, if that, and I would die. If he crit, he would kill me in two autos. Like, it was crazy. But Jesus. But, I mean, I would just ult... And I mean, I could melt him as well. So he could, if he, if he was in my ult, like he was gonna die. So we were able to deal with him, thankfully. Like, there's tools to deal with him. But if he does get ahead, and like someone is a really good pilot of him, like, gosh, man, it feels impossible to play the game. What is uh, Fenrir? What do you feel like? Do you like laning with or against Draven? Like, how do you, how do you deal with facing him when he's oppressive as hell? Uh, the the main kind of like. The main thing to do against him is to not just play the lane. You have to fight him. You you can't just let him win the lane. Because if you just let him win the lane, you're probably yeah, going to lose the hard. game anyway. If you just fight him and you lose, I mean, at least you did something to try and change the lane. 
I feel like the main reason why he's in the meta currently is he's so early game and there's just so many late game scaling AD carries that are being played right now. He just bullies yeah. them to no end. Oh, yeah. Like a jinx, like with the Halo Blades. Like, that's what I was thinking of when I said that. Like, if he gets the full Halo Blades off on a level 2 jinx, like, she's going to be super low. Yeah, all the. If I'm looking picked. at the. The pick rates, um, the most popular ADCs are like Sivir. He would annihilate her uh, if she doesn't clear the wave. Kaisa, Caitlyn would be a fight. Ezreal, Jin, then Samira is a bit different. Twitch is a different story than Lucian, and then Draven, obviously, but then like MF and. I like playing uh, Ash against Draven. Ash yeah. or uh, like Misfortune. We've been playing uh, Ash support into Draven, Draven recently. That's good, yeah. Because uh, he, he like bloodlust forward, I think is what it's called. His little mm -hmm. speed up, and yep. I mean you just uh, hit him with the arrows, and you just kind of run away. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, blood rush is apparently the name. Rush. I didn't know what it was either. Yeah, but um, yeah, I uh, w would mages be good into him? No, no, no uh, they they good, do, they do like... no damage early. They do no damage, and I feel like a good Draven, you can really dodge a lot of stuff with his... Because every time you catch an axe, you can W, right? So if you have a lot of mana, or full mana, like... I mean, you can just catch an axe, dodge stuff. Catch an axe, dodge stuff. Like, a good Draven player will be able to dodge a good bit of stuff, I think. Unless okay. it's like a point-and-click, like Pantheon, you know? There's yeah. not much you can do. You really need to play skill shot champions into Draven, like, as supports, because... Uh... He either picks up the axe and gets CC'd, or he drops the axe and he's no longer useful in the fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it drops off his damage big time. I've heard that Braum is really good into Draven. Eats his, uh, it eats his axes. Yep, and oh. his R. And his R, yeah. The, the shield, I'm pretty sure. Maybe it's just Windmall that does it, but I'm pretty sure Braum, shield, as well as Pantheon shield, eat Draven's axes. I could be wrong, um, though. Pan why would Pantheon Shield do it? Because you're just not dealing any damage to Pantheon. Maybe it's not maybe Pantheon's. old Pantheon. Maybe maybe, maybe um, Pantheon's old passive. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I think because he don't would just do completely to him, but You catch the axes, like you yeah. That's what I would imagine would happen. Still, yeah. Uh, Braum, I would da I would be. I'm sure that the first axe, but or the first hit, but after the first hit, you would still get the axes back, right? With Braum. I haven't. I never play against Braum. I never see Braum ever. I feel like. I just know that when I, I was watching. When I used to play Braum that he used to eat the axe, but I could just be crazy and insane. That could be completely. I wrong. mean, it could also be you could cue the the axe like landing zone too. Yeah. I think it goes both ways mm. where you deny the damage, and then you also can cue wherever he's gonna pick it up from, and that kind of hinders Draven too. I'd imagine then something like some weird pick like a Vex support would be really good against Draven then because then you could just throw the E down when he's going to go pick up an axe and fear him away and then uh, you could fight him or something but you would immediately get damage down there. I don't know. but Anyways, that's Draven. Um, next one, Aurelia. Ooh, Aurelia buffs. Yay! Oh, man. That's if anyone couldn't tell in my voice, that's sarcasm. Um... Aurelia is getting her base magic resist increased and her armor per level increase. So thank God they're not increasing her healing or her damage or anything, but her survivability is going up, which inherently increases her healing because she stays alive longer. But she gets 2 MR 
and then her armor growth is up by 0.5, so she gets 9 additional armor throughout the game, and 2 MR. Not a huge deal, but Boo. this... Yeah, we don't, we, don't, we don't like this. We don't like this. I don't know. I don't think this would really have a big uh, thing on her win rate, though. If I'm looking, Aurelia in this patch, mid lane, top lane, 50.3% win rate, mid, 48.7. Last patch, mid, 48, top, 48.9. So, a little bit better. 12-14 uh, is the same deal. So, she's better, just not amazing. Even though she's mostly... her. Her she's picked more in top than in mid, but it's pretty close. But she's U.G.G gives her S tier in top lane. Lovely. Yeah, don't want to see it. No, I don't either. You. I don't like this. Our yeah. boy Chase though gets a little baby buff. He does. Yeah. Do you want to talk us through it? Sure. Yeah, Chase is getting his hammer form Q damage increased. Looks like small buffs. Looks like later, it's the first is the same, first level is the same, but looks like 35 at each level. And then hammer form E damage based on target's maximum health increased. So, just a little, I mean, it's targeted at pro. Um, small buffs to him, but I'm sure that'll be nice for people who are really good at Jace. I didn't know the E did percent of targets max I health either. i didn't either that's it's kind of insane Let's see how much did they change it to well it's up by two percent late yeah. so it it doesn't go i mean when you this is your also your last max as well so when you're level 18 you'll hit them with your e for 22 percent of their max health plus 100 percent bonus ad so a lot of damage but this is your last max so your this will be eight percent of their max health plus 100 percent bonus ad until what level uh, 13 this would be for him because Jace is 6 levels per so it's a bit different yeah I think so I think that's right yeah I mean small buffs to him just little nudges looks like yep. mostly for worlds yeah I don't think this is a big deal for solo queue because people no. outside of diamond or even at diamond is even a bit generous sometimes can't pilot Jace very well and any players yeah. can't uh, pilot except for Jace <laughs> Except for Aram as well. Aram, these are nice Aram buffs. Because Jace yeah. is great on Aram. Hey, I'll take it. I love Jace and Aram. He's so much fun. What do you think his win rate is right now on this patch with an Aram? Let me see. Yeah. Mm. His, his win rate overall on Summoner's Rift, 47. Ooh. 49. Uh, let me see. His Aram, um, 49.17. Damn, John. Hey. It just felt right. I've played Jace a few times in ARAM, you know? I've got a solid feel for it. <laughs> it feels so nice. Although, apparently, his it's best fun. rune... No, dark... you don't play Dark Harvest. You play First Strike. Oh, oh God. Oops. I mean, I well, just I mean, did I'm... the auto... Whatever. Oh, you're one of them. You're one of them but auto rune importers. No, oh, I know. Jesus. Except I don't do that in, in rank, though. I, I know my oh. runes. I know all like, my runes. Don't you worry a likely there. story. <laughs> you can quiz me on the runes. <laughs> I don't. I don't need to. We don't. You don't need to go through that right now. No. We have a patch to cover. Stop making this about yourself. I'm just, I'm just messing with you, Eric. <laughs> I love messing with you, but yeah, we have Kaisa. This is kind of nice. I mean, I think Kaisa yeah. is not great, and I like playing Kaisa honestly. So I mean, that's always nice to have little buffs. 
this is going to be, it should be noted that these are going to be better for, uh, this is AP Kaisa buffs. These are nothing yeah. to do with her AD at all. Um, so I guess to go through what they are, it's her on hit base damage is going up uh, early to late. It's early, it's up by one and level, or, and then eight or late, it's up by seven based on level. I'm assuming scaling linearly because they don't delineate otherwise. And then um, the Caustic Wounds additional damage per plasma stack before application. Is, it used to be 1 to 8, now it's 1 to 12. I don't understand what they mean by that. Do you guys understand what that means, that second part of her passive? Played Kaisa, so I can tell you. I think that's her. That's her okay. W, right? So you you have like the passive stack up, mm -hmm. and then you can W them, and it does extra damage based on how many little stacks they have. Uh, but this is on her passive. No, no, so, passive. Yeah, this is so it does. So like her passive is like, it's almost like conquer. But then when she gets five stacks, it procs her passive for the percent. Like, like it does damage, extra damage, and it does missing health damage once he proc the final like stack of it. But it's almost like conquer; it does more damage per stack, and that's magic. Oh, so it's like oh. yeah. So I mean, small. I guess I mean one plus one at level one. Up, you know. Now it's up seven, to four. Yeah, seven yeah. at max. It's like additional on hit damage. Almost? Yes, Is that would be yeah magic damage. Okay. Yeah. Does it and then once you use all of the, the if you consume it, it does extra exactly damage, that based on change. health, it's just the individual stack. Okay. Yep. Does it, it does it also apply? Is there, are those only on autos or are they on abilities as well? That additional damage. So you know? autos, and then you're, if you hit your W, it gives you two stacks. Right, but so I'm saying like when you know when there's extra plasma stacks on someone, you're doing additional damage to them. Does that if you Q them, does that Q do additional damage based on the number of stacks or? Is it only an auto does additional damage based on the stacks? I think it's I think it's just the stack of the passive that's extra damage. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Since Q doesn't stack the passive, it won't do extra damage. Okay. Yeah, so like in the death recap, it would just be applied to her passive. Like gotcha. If, magic if the death recap reliably worked as well. True. Exactly. There's that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, so two other buffs as well. Uh, her Q, the damage per missile. Base damage is the same. Bonus AD damage is the same. It's just her bonus AP ratio. It's uh, It was 25%, now it's 30%. And then her R, um, same base and AD are exactly the same. Her AP ratio is going up by 30%. Um, the Q, I don't think this will do very much because when you're playing her with AP, the Q never does all that much. It's an AD. It does also physical damage as well, so it's not a big deal, I don't think. Although the explosion, I believe, on the five-stack passive is an AP burst, but still, um, her her shield, this does nothing. Um, I mean, we've talked about this before with her. Uh, if you pay attention to like LS or other people who cover patch notes, they'll always talk about you never get through. On this before, you could like you could increase this shield by ten times and it wouldn't make a fucking difference because you're not getting through this shield ever. Yeah. Ever. It doesn't matter. So this absolutely does not matter at all. Okay, they're increasing the AP ratio. Big fucking deal. You don't get through this shield. You when Kaisa ults, 
you wait for it to drop and then you attack her or you run away from her or something. You're not, maybe you fight her and try and get through it, but you're not going to get through it. Cause it's like three seconds and it's a thousand shield or something. If she's building AP, it's insane. It's like 600. Yeah, it's you just wait for it to drop. It's like a steric shield. You wait for that shit to drop and then you attack them. I don't know. doesn't seem like anything, but um, Fender, do you like playing with Kaisa's? No, no I, also, I like Kaisa. It's not that uh, she just—I don't know. She just doesn't really do anything. It feels like it's when she's good, she's good. When she's bad, she's she's probably like the worst AD carry in the game. Yeah, she has no range. She gets bullied by most meta ADCs like yeah. currently. I mean, it's just like would, yeah. Would she have a good matchup into Zeri? I think Zeri just kites her. I think Kaiso would have to hit everything, like yeah. W, Q, and like maybe pushy, turn invisible, and then R or something, maybe. She'd have to go full crit, like uh, how um, like how she's played by, uh, what's his name? Who's the, the RNG ADC? That Gala. Uh, Gala, yeah, 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 like how Gala plays it, where you just play full, like, Kraken Slayer full crit after that, and you mm -hmm. land a W or something, you fly in and assassinate them. You could do that to Zeri, but, yeah, in an extended fight, not at all. But I think the laning phase would be fine, you just kind of handshake, you're both gonna farm. Yeah, yeah but I can't I... give you a handshake, I'd rather have a Zeri. Right, but if you're facing the Zeri, would Kaisa be a good one to handshake with? Uh, or would you rather have Sivir? Would you rather have something else? Oh, like Caitlyn? I don't know what you'd want. I'd rather okay. have Sivir. Yeah, Sivir's super good. I, yeah, I played a Sivir game today, too. She still feels so good. Um, If you are if you get an eight, Fenrir, if the person does lock Kaisa, like, what sort of supports are you playing? I mean, granted, this is in a vacuum because we don't see what the other team is playing, but, like, what supports are you playing with when you see Kaisa? Play Bard, because I'm probably not going to be in that lane very much. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, okay. I don't know. To be completely honest with you, I haven't seen Kaisa in a couple of years really be played. I feel like I just played like Nautilus or something with her back when her... Cause she really feels like kind of a ultimate stat stick AD carry in a way. I mean, she's just... Either she has the numbers to do the damage or she doesn't. Yeah, I think also sure. it's like kind of... She's more of like a like situational pick. Like she's not a good blind pick. Like... She's good with someone who she can proc her passive off of, like some engaged support, where she can they can go in, she can go in with them, and she can proc her passive off of their CC. I think is where you can get more value from it and make it work. But like, I think as Kaisa, like you were saying, like you're more reliant on your uh, support to play make, and like you play make off of your support, kind of. Mm -hmm. It's not, I, don't, I don't think it's good in solo queue. I think a way to kind of make her better without changing a lot of numbers is give her a reset somewhere. I don't, I don't know, maybe maybe on kill she gets like an E reset to reposition. So something that LS was talking about um, when I'm like, I watched when he did like an initial reaction to this patch when it was all in provisional and stuff was... Uh, apparently Riot, I had no idea, but they toyed with the idea of when she, she would have partial or full resets on her R when she killed someone. So oh my then, I mean, she, if the, if you made the shield a lot smaller, that sounds fine to me. Um, and made the radius around someone where you can go smaller as well. That sounds okay to me. That would be a good way. Cause then you can make her have multiple like replacements yeah. as well. Yeah. 
I think they would just have to take the shield away completely on the reset. Like, you get it on the first instance, and then every instance after, you just get the repositioning. I think if you get any form of shield, that, that just seems kind of nutty to me. Yeah. What if uh, What if on the reset, you don't get an additional shield, but if you still have the shield active, it refreshes the duration? I kind of like, like that. Kind of like, 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 like Olaf ult. Yeah, something like that, Game exactly. Rewards, so you're... staying aggressive, staying in combat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you're able Gala to... would be unstoppable. Yeah, if you're <laughs> able to not... If they don't chew through that shield, you're still going to have that Josh. shield moving like, around. Like, yeah, I just think, like, Kaisis, like, R-ing to someone, instantly assassinating them, then R-ing again to someone else, <laughs> insta-killing them again with, like, their W. I mean, she would still have, like, W as a long cooldown, and the Q wouldn't be up immediately still. But yeah, like, that that would be much more viable, and that would fit uh, her, I think, for sure. Yeah, Good to see a Lethality Duskblades Kaisen oh, <laughs> build. I love it. Do you guys ever build Duskblade on champions that it's not meant to be on in Rakir and Ori? Like, oh, I build it on Zoe every once in a while, just so I can throw <laughs> Paddle Stars and then go invisible. It's so fucking funny. Imagine, like, invisible Swain when you're ulting and someone dies and just, boom, he's invisible, and then, like, you're still getting drained, and, like, still two seconds later, you're Yeah, that's disgusting. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what Riot yeah. was thinking when they... And, and I'm glad it's an AD item. Good lord, that'd be terrible if it was AP. Ooh, I'd love an AP version of that item. That should have been my submission for that shit. Um... Yeah, well, all right. Next, we have Malphite. His passive cooldown is decreased early, uh, and well, it's decreased yeah, only early actually. And then his W cooldown now decreases with rank. So his passive cooldown it's it used to be ten to six at specific level breakpoints of one seven and thirteen. Now it's eight to six. Um, so once huge. you hit level thirteen, it yeah, is, that is huge for sure. And then the W the cooldown was twelve always. Now it's twelve to ten. But, um, why, okay, so you, you reacted immediately. You said this is huge. Why do you think so? So Malphite's just, like, super low econ. He just he plays the game with no gold. And I think him having this shield just allows him to get that much more CS in the early game. And, I mean, it just makes him to where he, he just has more money to spend. Yeah. Instead of just and being an he ultimate, can, he's actually a tank. Yeah. He can get it more safely, too. Yeah, and he's, I mean, this is more effective HP as well. So he, he hops out of combat, waits. Now, instead of 10 seconds, you're waiting 8 seconds. Like, 10 seconds is a long time to be out of combat, especially then if you're ignited or someone has a, a bleed item. Like, you're out for yeah. 14, 15, 18 seconds where if you want to get that. And especially because you kind of need that if you want to re-engage or, or fight an AD champion because you're, uh, while your passive is active, you get triple the armor from your W passive as well so Wait, that's what gives you max you... w second well you could max it first or second or third totally depends on the matchup like yeah. uh apparently like in a lot of if you're just going to be trying to poke them out if you can poke them out like if you're facing a quinn or something else squishy who knows then q. you can max q q yeah. for sure but you, you do comet. need comet you need yeah, comet if you're going to do it yeah. otherwise if you're going to be if you're not going to be able to push them out if it's another bruiser or a tank you don't take comet you take grasp or you take fleet footwork if you're trying to survive or something Finger. and then you max q last because it doesn't do that much damage and you max e maybe if they're attack speed like a gwen or a Jax or something or you max W first if you're going to fucking brawl them. And that does a lot of damage. And it's like 30 mana, too. It's a really good item. It's And the damage is so underrated for that W. So that's also huge. Like, this is... Yeah. These are massive. Just let's, let's be a little, little tankier. 
It does. So his win rate right now is 51.16. Um, last him. patch, 48.77 last oh patch. Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, Skyrocketing. Yeah. Now fight for president. I told top. you this is He's... huge. This is huge. <laughs> that is nasty. Jesus Christ. I also think, like, I don't, I'm not saying it would be good, but Malphite support with Qmax as well on Comet. Yeah. Um, that would be good because now he can get his shield and then do more and then walk in and out off. Like, have you, I, I've never played it, but have you guys ever seen it or played it? I've played, played against it against Malphite support. Good bit. I've played it a few times. It just allows him to get his, uh, I don't, I don't go Aerie or not Aerie, uh, Comet. I still, I just go Predator because I'm a madman, but. <laughs> I mean that passive just allows you to get your uh, Targon's procs a lot easier Relic Shield, whatever you want to call it Yep, when you're uh, I would think also like If you wanted to, you could do that super safely With, yeah, you can walk up and take that And then imagine if you take Guardian as well Well, Guardian's in a bad spot because it's too long of a cooldown Right now, but um, that Apparently the most common rune to, Or the best rune to take on him is Aftershock, but that seems a bit troll to me I don't know. There's Seems only like 300 matches of it, so yeah. yeah. I think that he would be really good with Callista as a pairing. I can see that for any of those people that can actually play Callista and have someone to play with to coordinate that with. And Yasuo, I've seen it with Yasuo before. Yeah, that's a classic for yeah. sure. So, watch out for Malphite, folks. He's gotten better. Um, Poppy, ah, oh, they're nerfing one of my jungle champions. Um, her Poppy. Q. Uh, her Q damage to minions and monsters is decreased. So it's just there There was a cap on the percent health damage that it could do before. It was 50 to 170. Now it's 30 to 150. Um, it's And this happens for both because it does damage twice and it affects both of them. Um, I don't think this is that big of a deal because she... This is a pro-focused nerf, of course, because Poppy is all over the place in pro. Uh, it took them like two or three years to realize that Poppy's a great jungler, but whatever. Um, she is all over the place and is killing it. And I don't know, like this is just, this doesn't feel like this is at all hurting the things that Poppy jungle does well. You're never going to be hard farming and be super ahead. So this is not going to hurt her that much. Um she already does. I she, think they're trying to. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Bomo. I think they're trying to aim at like the early clear speed. Maybe I don't think so much her like full clearing ability, but just how she can kind of get around the map early That's on. Fair. Um, especially if you can just cue something and what use W to move around your jungle, right? Because you don't really need it until combat, mm -hmm. and that gives you extra movement speed. Yeah, because the so cooldown is. Just has to do with how. Yeah. I think the cooldown is like 15 seconds. seconds. I think it's well, it was yeah, 20. It's, it's a long one. It, well, it was 21, and then they nerfed it to, or they buffed it to be like 15 level one, I think. Okay. Oh, it's 20 to 12. You know it used to be like 25 to like 18, yeah. 15 or something like the crazy, yeah. And so I, th I think just junglers in general who have any kind of movement speed along with AOE can clear really quickly. So maybe they're just targeting her for the initial clear. It doesn't really matter too much, honestly, later on. But I think it's just the initial part of the clear where you could clear so quickly for a quote-unquote tank jungler and then you're you're able to fight for Scuttle on spawn. Yeah. This uh, this doesn't change any of her damage to anything else, though. It's still the same for attacking champions, lane minions, um, that sort of stuff. I actually think that this will hurt her objective-taking speed 
I don't think that I would be like you can reliably take an early dragon on your own anymore. Like Poppy used to be able to do that because her Q would do a lot of percent health damage, but now that's instead of like uh, let's say you're taking it at level five and your Q has now three points in it. It used to be 110% of their max health as a as a cap. Now it's 90% of their uh, their max health. So that's that's a big hit. So you lose 40 damage, right? Well, that's the with both casts. Well, that's the percent of their health. Okay. So. I don't. It depends on the monster you're talking about as well, but um, you would lose in total forty percent of their max health in. Uh, well, it just says percent health. It might be. It might be max health. It might be current. They didn't say on here. It just says percent health. I'm pretty sure it's max health though. So overall per cast, you're losing forty percent of their max health, which is that's a big deal because this thing has like a five second, four second cooldown. You're yeah. this is all of and your damage it. exactly. It's at yeah. that. It's eight to four seconds on the cooldown. Oh, it's a uh, max health as well. Yep. So okay. Yeah. Maybe it's not too bad if it's max health. If it's current health, I can see it being a more of an issue. But uh, I feel like max health might be not. Don't you mean it the other way around? Like, if it's current health, then that's not a big deal because it's yeah, I guess yeah, current health because you're max health is a it's a constant doing a lot, yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, this is probably welcome for all the people that don't like facing Poppy Jungle. So anyone that likes to take any form of movement, John's nodding his head yes. Uh, Yeah, no more Poppy Jungle, guys. Don't play it. Just let the pros play it. (laughs) Okay, fine. Then no more Rengar Jungle. So I have an it. So I don't have to Poppy answer into Rengar. Um, Okay, so a few more changes. Uh, We have Tristana getting a Q bonus attack speed increase. So her the Q bonus attack speed it was fifty to one ten now sixty five to one twenty five. So it's fifteen percent at all ranks. She's getting a free dagger for the whole game Um, and sixty five percent attack speed level one. That's not something to sneeze at. I don't know. Like this is this is scary. Solo lane Tristana. Solo lane Tristana. This that's where it is. Um I don't think ADC is the place to play her right now. Solo lane Tristana. Yeah. Yeah, she was already pretty strong. I played her last season mid lane, and now I feel like I'll bring her back. Level three, the extra fifteen percent attack speed, it's it's kind of insane. You kinda of just jump, throw your bomb and just auto them to death, and what are they gonna do? As soon as the bomb explodes you can jump back like safely away. It's insane. Yeah, and you go hail blaze with that, right? Yeah, yep, I mean, that's the rune wild. that she has. Yeah, yeah so much and, pressure. And remember, she's gotten a couple of of buffs throughout this season as well. She got um, additional uh, damage on her bomb uh, late game, I think it was, and then maybe an R cooldown decrease as well. So like, she's gotten a couple of buffs throughout the year. So she's, I mean, right now in mid lane, she's sitting at a fifty two point two percent win rate. Um, with a one percent pick rate, so as that climbs, like that would climb, she would climb as well. And bot, she's a fifty-one and a half with a seven percent pick rate. So like, it's uh, she is she is scary for sure. I still think I would say the stats support it, but I would also say just like in a vacuum, she's much better in a solo lane player there. Will this make yeah. you want to take lethal tempo on her? Like entice you to take it, because uh, so lethal tempo stacks off how many autos, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you get more autos. I mean, it, then it just kind of levels off when your Q turns off. Then you just turn into lethal tempo. It's almost like you never lost the attack speed. But I guess you're not really using. Uh, you want the E damage, so I guess Hail of Blaze is probably easier. Yeah, I think easier. it depends on if you're 
if you're an 80 carry or yeah. mid lane, yeah. if you're more mid lane, you want to focus on the burst itself. So Halo Blades does the job because you can proc your bomb quickly, and he can just get out. Where Lethal Tempo is more of like an extended type of fighting, essentially. So if you, if you're playing ADC Tristani, you probably go Lethal Tempo because you can just hit whatever's in front of you for the entire fight. I would think. I think yeah. I would say. If you're playing her in top lane, though, Lethal Tempo makes a lot of sense if you're playing into a tank. Like, imagine you're playing into a Sejuani or a Malphite or something. Take Lethal Tempo in top lane for sure, so you could stack that up over time. It's just like playing Nico up there or playing Callista or Draven in top lane or something. I don't know. But mid lane for sure, because you just want to burst down that Syndra, that Ari, that Silas. You just want to instantly nuke them. Um, yeah. Azir, Victor. Uh, bot lane... I would think it'd go either way depending on matchups and team comps and stuff, but top, I would totally agree. Lethal Tempo sounds like the way to go. I think, yeah, for bot, it depends. I think if one thing, though, is that with the Lethal Tempo, you lose the... At least, like, in my eyes, when I play Tristana, I feel like the big draw of her is, like, I have... You have insane level 2, like, engage and pressure, and then you're gonna, like get a small spike mid game and then late game you're going to be really good so like if you can get the ball rolling on her early like that level two is like with halo blades super strong but yeah i mean both work i definitely think both can work like late game that would be absolutely nuts because like she can already audit you from really far away and then like late game she's audioing you from an Back absolutely tempo. insane distance, yeah, and like <laughs> machine gun fire style, like <laughs> rapid fire stack tempo plus yeah. full full stack passive. Oh my goodness, she could yeah, attack like, you turret to turret, melt barons. Like that would just be insane. What about PTA on her? That's also when I'm looking at the rune sets on the screen here. I'm seeing PTA as a rec, as sometimes people are taking that. Would you want that in? Uh, any mid or I would assume not bot lane, but mid lane or maybe top lane. I think you just go Halo Blades. Yeah, I agree. I think Halo Blades. I think PTA is way more like situational. Like it's harder to proc. Like Halo Blades is way more. I feel like it's just as much, if not more, pressure, and it's way like more straightforward to do. So. Um, it depends. I think if they buff this Q again, maybe it switches away from Halo Blades. But Halo Blades gives you 110% attack speed. Yeah. Uh, I believe it That's is. So right. So with the with her Q now, it's 65% at rank one. Um, that's your your de like 50% to 110%. That's a 60. That's a 60% gap. Now it's we're talking about a 45% gap. That's not that much of a difference with her rank one Q. Uh, to Halo Blades. Like, it's still a big amount. That's three daggers, but that's not a huge amount where she's starting to get to the point maybe where she could not take Halo Blades and make up for it. But then again, if you take, if you use your Q and use Halo Blades, you're getting that much more attack speed now. So there's the, the flip of it. Not sure. Just theory crafting. Yeah. So, um, and then we have Yumi. So I'll do both of them because she has two changes as well. The micro patch, patch buff was about her. So Yumi, her base movement speed, uh, or her movement speed with the uh, with her E, the AP ratio is down. It was six percent. Now it's two percent. And then the cooldown is increased. It was twelve to eight. Now it's twelve to ten. Um, but then they they were uh, right. Didn't like how she was feeling. So they buffed her. They buffed her R cooldown. It was 130 to 90. Now it's 110 to 90. And then her Q, 
the damage, the base damage, not any AP ratios, just the base damage, it was 50 to 200 unempowered. Now it's 50 to 250. Uh, and then now when it's empowered, it was 60 to 260 plus 2 to 8% of the target's current health. Now it's 60 to 310. So it starts at the same, but it does 50 more damage, max rank. And then the target's max health is 3 to 9%, so 1% at every rank of the target's or current health, sorry. So this is, so she's, her R is better, her Q is better. No AP ratio changes there, though. Her E is slightly worse overall. I would say this feels like a buff overall between all three of those changes, but I don't, I don't quite know. I don't play her all that much. I think the Q is a big buff. The R is a decent buff, but you're not using her R on a cooldown all that much. Um, and then the E, she's not spamming this on cooldown except in late game fights. And so, okay, a two second cooldown, but when you get ability haste, it's maybe half a second, set 0.75, you know, almost one, you're going to lose like a second at most off of that. And the move speed is not why you use the E. The E is used for the attack speed and the health. So the move speed is just a bonus that they have it. Um, that's my thoughts on it. Um, Fenrir, you're the support player. What do you think here, man? I'm just so tired of seeing this champion, to be honest with you. <laughs> it, it, it's not that it's, it's really not even about gameplay anymore. It's just, I feel like Yumi provides just such a crutch. That you, you're just not even playing the game anymore. I, I just want Yumi gone. I know it's like a sentiment that the Holy community has, but you, you don't play league when you play Yumi. You're just riding around on somebody, hoping that they carry you to victory. Fair. But, in all in all, I think it's a buff to her, like you said. I think the Q oh. poke early kind of, I don't know, makes her a little more skillful in lane. For sure. Um, and then it'll increase her the viability of her AP roots of the the Luden's Echo with Death Cap or mm -hmm. absolute fo or absolute focus or not absolute focus. Uh, I don't know that I can't think of it right now. The item that gives you the hyper shot passive, like the when you immobilize someone, you get extra damage on the Horizon next one. Focus. Um, that it Horizon Focus. Thank you. Yeah, those those items and combination stuff and a Medjai's and she picks up a Dark Seal pretty often, so maybe you transform that, but. Um, yeah. Uh, Just move yeah, on. Cheap. <laughs> yep. John, any thoughts? Are you going to miss playing Sivir and getting a Yumi? Uh, get her out of here. Just, I don't want to play against <laughs> it. I don't want to play with it. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I like that she exists in the game, I will say, but I don't think that I don't like where she's at balance-wise. So yeah. Unless I'm playing um, Red Kane and I have a Yumi on my team. And I'm yep. very fed. Or it's uh, Earth, and I'm playing Jin or Hecarim. Yeah, Hecarim or Twitch or something. Fun. Yeah, but um, yep. So then Zeri getting nerfed again. Yes, uh, her Q scaling is down, so the base damage is the same, but it's the and her AP ratio on the Q is the same. Why she has an AP ratio on her Q, I have no idea. But um, then her the AD ratio it was 105 to 125 percent of your AD. Now it's 100 to 20 percent, so minus five percent at all ranks. And then her W the the Ultra Shock Laser is going down uh, significantly, so the base damage is the same. The AD, AD percent of your AD it was 130. Now it's 100. 
and then her AP, it was 60%, now it's 40 So they're trying to remove those late-game 1,200 damage Zeri lasers that are hitting people in pro play, and they're absurd. Um, it doesn't make any sense, especially because it does magic damage. So if you want to itemize against it, you have to build magic resist. But yeah. then all of her auto attacks rip through you, and it's like it's it's a nightmare. She's a balancing nightmare. And right now, I looked at her win rate just ahead of this, and she has a forty two percent win rate in plat Ooh. plus. Granted, she has to have a bad win rate, but still, like this is yeah, it's, it's this rough. is bad. I think this might push her out of being ever present in pro play. She has forty one pentakills this split in pro play in the four major regions. Good, Good fucking god, that's insane. I heard. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who Cadrill is, but he was talking about it yeah. the other day on his uh, stream. Forty-one pentakills in a single split in four regions. That's disgusting. Yeah, it's wild. Oh my god. Pentacle machine. So this is needed then. Yeah. Um, I'm actually curious. I need to look at how much her win rate dropped. So yeah, she was at forty-two right now. She's forty-two point two. She's the worst ADC. Still with a five percent pick rate. Um, last patch, she had a 46. She dropped 4%. Her pick rate did, did drop by 3%, so now less of the, the Zeri... It's just Zeri, Zeri fans playing her more often, but still, like, that's... She dropped 4%. Good. I have a feeling she'll still be around in pro and still be disgusting, but, yep. Um... Last two changes to champions. Uh, we have Zoe. It's minions killed, by, or her W, minions killed by allied champions now also drop orbs while Zoe was within 1500 range. And then her E, the Sleepy Trouble Bubble, the base damage is up by 10 at all ranks, um, both for the normal damage and the pop damage. And then the AP ratio is up by 5% for both of them as well. Uh, I don't know. Bomo, what do you think about these Zoe changes? Uh, it's pretty interesting. I think I think in the pre-patch, they said that they were changing her percentage of dropping, of a minion dropping a W spell, and that got changed to this minions killed by ally champions. I think this is good for her, just a quality of life change. It feels kind of bad when your ally just farms and you're both like in the, in the lane trying to get some minions. Um, and those solo queue players will just take whatever they can get, and so they're not leaving you that one single minion for your spell drop. So I think it's a good quality of life change. Um, and in terms of her E, the Sleepy Trouble Bubble, I don't know if the initial damage means a lot, but I think the pop damage maybe might be even stronger now. So now she's even more of a burst champion at this point. So the... The initial game plan is you fish for ease, right? Until someone is hit with a, a drowsy, and then you just all in on them, and then you chunk them out. So now it does extra damage, and it has a higher AP ratio. So It's worth noting also that the pop is true damage as well. So that's not magic. The first one is magic damage. The second one is true damage. So that's a big deal, but... Um, I agree yeah, with I, a lot more damage. I agree with everything you're saying, but uh, this screams to me Zoe support and Zoe Aram also. But Zoe support, Zoe support. Fenrir, you're gonna pick it up, especially with the W change. I think Zoe support might be pretty good too. I've actually played it a couple times. Every spell. How'd it feel? Um, it felt kind of bad before because you had to go uh, Targons or Relic, sorry, to right. uh, 
to get your uh, spell thieves. So, like, a, a good way to play her is um, as soon as you hit level 2, you don't even need level 3. Just don't even spec Q. Just flash Trouble Bubble, and it'll sleep. And they either have to flash, or they take so much damage they can no longer play the lane. And then you just pick up their flash with your spell thief, and then as soon as they walk up again, you just flash Trouble Bubble, and you've won the lane before you're level 3. That's that is yeah. that is so aggressive. Good God. Yeah, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Cause then, the, like, if you're like, if I the ADC in that situation, I'm like, all right, well, now I can literally just get ten CS per minute, and I can just hit them if they walk up at all, and they have to base. So it's like it's just laying over. And it's kind of crazy because uh, a lot of supports. I mean, they roam right. What what better than to roam around throwing trouble bubbles through rocks, and then just one shotting people from yeah. fog of war, you know? Yeah, trouble bubbling from a mile away in mid. <laughs> that would be insane. And if you had and if you have sweepers and stuff, you have alcove uh, domination or alcove supremacy, so then you can throw those trouble bubbles through the alcove as well. Yeah, or if Draven they think you're somewhere crazy. back there, Zoe Draven. Ooh, okay, interesting. Like also, I think she could be a good support for like vision control too like mm-hmm. once you're ahead like i mean no one's gonna face check a, a push that a zoe might be in that's pretty fed yeah yeah and then she can use her once she's six you can use her r just to like scope out what's happening it doesn't even have to be for damage that's a, yeah that makes sense yep so um I'm excited for the ARAM stuff because now I don't have to scream at people, hey, let me kill these minions. Hey, let me kill these minions. It's going to drop it on its own, so fine, whatever. People can be greedy and kill the minions that I wanted. Um, yeah, but uh, other than that, last one is Zyra. This is just a quality of life thing. Her post cast lockout of the E was uh, 0.15 to 0.4 seconds. Now it's 0.15. I don't quite understand if how this changes her. I think it's just a quality of life adjustment they said it'll be make a small buff for skilled zyra players or they can like ability they can cancel the animations and do other things like that but this doesn't there's no damage it doesn't change anything so yeah i think it's just the inconsistency of <coughs> being stuck in yeah. the animation so it just makes it more consistent with how you're playing her because there are times where i guess you would cast this and you can't really move mm-hmm. for 0.15 or 0.4 seconds which makes a pretty big deal i think so it's worth noting that her pick rate went up 1% and her win rate's gone up 1%. I doubt the win rate is because of this, but maybe it is. I'm so. of, the, of the opinion that uh, you do not need to touch Zyra's numbers at all. You just need to make it to where she's no longer locked out of using abilities. Like no cast times whatsoever. Ooh, and, and, she, and she would become a S-tier champion immediately. Okay. Yeah, she does a lot of damage, yeah, so that makes sense. And her mana is not that much of an issue, and she has oh, she has man, like appropriate cooldowns, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that. But but I also don't want that to happen because Zyra's Thresh's worst worst counter. Really? So why is Zyra Thresh's worst? Uh, well, she can one just throw plants, and you can't land your hooks. And then two, if you go in, I mean, she just ease you and then ults you and you can't really do anything you're just permanently cc'd that makes sense and you're like super slow too it's like and you you just have like no magic resist so she just kind of eats you alive 
And couldn't she put a plant down right on the lantern so the ADC can't grab it, too? Yeah. But most people don't understand PSA to the whole community. Please, just scroll in when your Thresh throws you a lantern so that you can click on it when they ward it. (laughs) Just scroll in on on your game so you can actually click the lantern. I think I've done that before. But, yeah. It's because people, oh, they drop a pink ward. Well, if it's not in the exact spot, which it's hardly ever going to be perfectly micro on, then yeah, you can still click it if you click in the right spot. That makes sense. The one time it's good to scroll in in League. Yeah. (laughs) I've always wanted to play a game, uh, like a custom game or something with people where everyone agrees to lock their camera and scroll in. (laughs) I think it'd be, it would be chaos and turn off minimap as well. It'd be chaos, but it would be so funny. Probably have to be like a drinking game or something, but I've played yeah. hardcore mode before where you turn off your uh, like health bar and everything. <laughs> yeah, one <laughs> shot kills, yeah. So, so like you have no chamber. idea. You have no idea how much health you have when you try and turret dive the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds sweet. Um, so that's it for champion changes. We have one item change. Evan Shroud is getting buffed. The coruscation damage is or the duration is up from 4 seconds to 5 seconds, and the damage amp is from 9 to 10. Um, I have no thoughts on this. It's It's not huge, but it's definitely a good change. Is this item good? Yes. I mean, like, obviously... Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not, like, built very much. I build it on almost every engage support I play. Because... Even though it's only 10% damage, I mean, now it's 10% damage. That's just that much more damage that you're one-shotting a very high-valuable target. I love this item. Sure. I play it almost every game. So, yeah, if I'm looking uh, like at like Nautilus, for example, a classic Evan Shroud user, um, I guess there's not many games of him on the patch right now, but... Uh, his highest win rate build. I mean, there's a lot of locket ones, but then also there's Evan Shroud uh, with some other variations of Zeke's Convergence and Knight's Vow and stuff. I mean, what Rel is the cl- is another classic mm-hmm. user. I, say, I go where... uh, Evan Shroud anathemas on Leona quite often. Okay, Rel. Yeah, I mean, once she gets her three items, she's a 73% win rate. But then again, there's been not that many games of her so far she's not very popular uh leona um already a 50 percent win rate on leona uh her most popular the rec the items they recommend are locket but if i look at the additional build paths evan shroud is pretty far down there but like every single one of them's above 50 percent 58 percent 70 percent 83 percent low sample sizes but because it's so early in the patch but um yeah i'd say it seems like these are performing better than Locket, but it also could be that Locket has a lot more play, so therefore you're gonna have mm-hmm. a more, you're gonna have a closer to fifty win rate on those. I don't know, but I I cannot tell you the last time I built this item. I don't know if I've ever if I've ever built it. But I've done it in ARAM, so. Yeah. I don't on tanks like Leona or Nautilus or something. I just build. Sunfire and go full health. So on th- or Thresh, I go uh, Everfrost if I play him in there. 
I'm one of them. I'm not. I'm not chat enough to go uh, full crit and dusk blade and just auto someone and disappear and then it's auto the someone build. and disappear. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny to see when someone. It's just like a thresh, just like wham, and then disappears. Like what the fuck just happened? So, yep. Um, ARAM changes and stuff for those people that care about that. Uh, ooh, Guardian's Orb got ten extra AP. That's really cool. That's actually really cool. Um, ultimate Spellbook is uh, getting a small change as well for those people that have been playing it. You might have... Um, well, it says one for all Ultimate Spellbook. Each game of Ultimate Spellbook will have a small chance for everyone to get Cho'Gath ult, essentially. That sounds what? really funny. I know. It's a small chance, it says. That's pretty cool. But it's weighted in favor of having a particularly large impact on the game that we can't wait for you to feast your eyes on. It's Cho'Gathol. They don't say it, but that's what it is. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. So, yep. Um, other than that, they... Yeah, Fizz is getting a VFX rework. I haven't seen how it looks. Oh, I've seen, like, images of it. I haven't seen, like, any video of it, though. It looks like it's pretty cool. So maybe Fizz will get some play. Fizz feels like he's fine right now. He just doesn't fit. Like his kit's old, so that's the problem. Yeah, he his pick rate didn't really change, and his win rate's forty nine point four. He's probably balanced then. So, yeah. Uh, bug fixes, not really anything major. Um, oh, fixed a bug where allies could undo Orn's item upgrades if they were upgraded inside of fountain. Yikes. Okay, okay so this, <laughs> there's actually one that I did see where I was like, wait, what? It's like, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. 14 down. Fixed a bug where Blade, yeah, Blade of the Rune King would do less damage if purchased after another damage-dealing item. <laughs> That's so, like, just like a weird bug, I feel like, and very specific. So if you bought Sunfire and then Bork, as opposed to Bork Sunfire or like if you on were Yone or something. Yeah, if you were Twitch and sure. you bought, like... Kraken first instead of Bork. Yeah. Uh, oh! Fix the bug where Nimbus Cloak would activate when Unleashed Teleport started casting as opposed to when the channel is completed. So, otherwise, if you, if you had Teleport, it was a... Time. Yeah, it's a, used, it's a <laughs> useless rune. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I don't see any bug fix about the your champion stats always being hidden at the beginning of the game now, which is really annoying. Um, have you guys seen that as well? Have you had that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everyone's has it right now. It's really fucking annoying. The other but... one that jumps out to me is fixed. this is the fourth one. Fixed a bug that caused GP's barrel ex- expiration timers to not display correctly. <laughs> Yikes. It's at two. Just kidding. It's at one. Like, <laughs> what? Why was that a thing? I, I mean, I don't know how big it would simmer. Yeah, I don't know how like many situations like that would come up, but like it just seems ridiculous. Like reading it, I also imagine a good gangplank player doesn't use the HUD. He has the or they have them memorized. Probably, yeah, just muscle memory. Trendmerol. Yeah. Yeah. I just exactly. thought that was funny though. Yep. So. um some pretty interesting skins. The I don't think the splash arts look all that great, except for Cyber Halo Janna. But uh, have you guys seen any of these in game? Armored Titan Nasus in game looks so beautiful. It's amazing. Oh my gosh! No, I have not seen any of these. 
Yeah, they, their splash their splash art looks okay, but armored Titan Nasus in game is beautiful. Evolution looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's decent. I think it's just a shittier version of his pulse fire skin. Personally, but yeah, so that was, and then some other chromos and stuff to go along with the skin line. But that was patch twelve point sixteen. I know we talked about a lot of different stuff, but you, I doubt you'll see many actual changes in win rates and stuff like that. Um, we'll talk about Udir next week because that's the biggest part of this patch. Realistically, maybe Zeri, but pr- definitely Udir because it's a new champion. So we'll we'll come uh, we'll play some and then we'll come back with some thoughts about that. Um, Yep, so uh, Community Game Nights every Tuesday at 7.15 Eastern Time, and they're a great time, so come on and join us in there. We have uh, additional benefits to those who are on Patreon. You get um, additional live coaching sessions or replay reviews and if you want to spend the big bucks you can join us live for a uh, one time on a podcast and be part of the crew for one episode so uh feel free to check out our patreon and for those patrons that do patronize what what's the verb being a patron on would it just be being a patron i'm just vamping at this point um i guess but (laughs) yep so there's that and then uh yeah go fill out the question of the week which i have posted there um other than that thanks for uh oh fenrir do you stream at all by the way no Okay, gotcha. Well, that's fine. Then I don't I don't have to remember to plug that every time. Um, I stream occasionally on twitch.tv slash na underscore Eric. Um, and I know, John, you don't. Bomo, have you been streaming at all? No? I've, I've been streaming our competitive games, but that's pretty much it. Okay. What's your Twitch handle? What's your streaming handle? Twitch.tv slash Bomo Sapien. Nice. So check, uh, check all of us out. And um, with that, we will... Bid you adieu. So thank you everyone for listening and have a great rest of your day. Bye. Peace. Later. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we've provided.